everyone, to our special Halloween edition of Within the Mist podcast. Today, we have a very special guest for the holiday, Brian Sims. To those who have traveled to Salem, Massachusetts, he is better known as Bora Brewington Snaggletooth the 13th, unofficial ambassador to the Salem, Massachusetts. According to their bio, Brian is originally from South Carolina and attended University of Cincinnati College Conservatory, how am I conservatory. conservatory, thank you. College <laughs> Conserv- Conservatory yeah. of Music for Dramatic Performance and the Burt Reynolds Institute for Theater Training in Jupiter, Florida. Wow. Brian has been in numerous national and international commercials as well as a few movies. Brian moved to Salem with his husband in May of 2016, where he currently practices in the healthcare profession. So now let's take a walk within the mist as we discuss Salem with Brian Sims. Welcome to the show, Brian. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, This is being recorded in August for our Halloween episode because you have a very busy schedule during the Halloween season. So we appreciate your busy schedule and we're glad to have some time with you. You're welcome. And it is, like you said, August. And I took the dog for a walk this morning and the wind is blowing and you can just, you can smell fall. Ah, so yes. excited. It's, it's, I think it's like 70, 68 degrees out and people out walking and it's, it's getting, it's always spooky here in Salem, but it's really getting spooky now. It starts in August. Ah, I love that. Yeah, well, we are in Florida, so we have Pretty much uh, hurricane season and summer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I lived in Florida, as you mentioned earlier. I do not miss the hurricane season, but I do Mickey, miss Mickey Mouse. Well, great. Um, we appreciate, you know, having a person right there locally uh, to talk to about pretty much a tragic event as we want to talk about Salem and the Salem Witch Trials. All right. In January of 1692, Reverend Samuel Paris's daughter, Elizabeth, aged nine, and his niece, Abigail Williams, aged 11, started having fits. Soon, another girl, Anne Putnam Jr., aged 11, experienced similar episodes. On February 29th, under pressure, the girls blamed Kichuba, the Paris's Caribbean slave, Sarah Good, a homeless beggar, and Sarah Osborne, an elderly impoverished woman. This began the Salem witch trials. <laughs> no, you, you you got that right. So Salem was established in 1626, and the uh, witch trials did last from 1692 to 1693, and there were 200 people that were accused for practicing witchcraft. Um, they called it the devil's magic. 20 were, ex- uh, 20 were executed, 19 were hanged, one was pressed to death, and that one was Giles Corey. He was a mean, 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 mean guy. He even accused his wife of being a witch. But uh, his last word, do you know what his last words were? Everybody ha- knows this. And if you get this wrong, I'm going to give you a gift anyway. No, I got it. Like I got it. Right. What is it? What is it? More weight. Exactly. So they were <laughs> placing stones on his chest. <laughs> And the the final one just crushed his chest in. So um, a lot of people get this wrong, but not many were burned at the stake. Uh, The majority were all hung. Well, in Salem, you're right. In Salem, none were burned. 
none were um, drowned either. Okay. And uh, all of- most of them were, you know, pled that they are, they're innocence. Uh, Kichiba was the first one who actually confessed that she had made a deal with the devil and agreed to serve him. Yes, she was the first to admit that. You're right. And um, let's see, she she was an enslaved woman that was they thought that she was from uh, Central uh, Central America. And she was captured as a child from Barbados and brought to Massachusetts in 1680 by Reverend Paris. And she eventually did confess to using witchcraft. And she said, uh, well, she told the tale detailing how the devil had come to her and asked her to do his bidding. And um, according to her testimony, she had seen four women, as you said, well, a man, including Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good, asking her to hunt the children. Um, She also talked about a dog and a great black cat and a red cat. I mean, I mean, a red rat and a black rat and a yellow bird and other animals like that. Um, She had this colorful story that she had. I don't know. She made it up or hallucin or or if she was hallucinating, we we are not quite sure. So that's what fueled the fire, making the witch hunt spiral out of control. Yeah. Now, it was eventually brought to an end. And uh, most of the people were acquitted, uh, acquitted of the charges against them. And what happened to the ones that had already been convicted and uh, condemned to death? Well, they they were they were all hanged except for Giles Corey. Um, right. They were. Yeah. And um, it was just a few years ago they found the exact spot where they were hanged. And it's actually a hill behind Walgreens. Um, but anyway, so they hanged all of the witches, except for Giles, Giles Corey, and uh, they would leave their bodies in the trees or just cut them down and just leave them somewhere. Um, they have found some bones in that particular area, and um, they found some bones uh, several years ago, and um, they were not, they were not allowed to be ha- uh, buried in um, holy land or holy holy ground like in the cemetery because they were witches. So a couple of the families did come and try to retrieve the bodies. And um, uh, Rebecca Nurse's family cut her body out of the, uh, out of the uh, cut her body down uh, from and uh, from the rope and took her back to their her homestead and and buried her there. And the bones that they found at the, um, uh, the where they hang them, hung them, uh, they buried them in Rebecca Nurse's homestead as well. So, um, yeah. So you're talking about when they found Gallows Hill? You're saying Gallows that's behind Hill. Walgreens? Yes. So yeah, they yeah. found bones there? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. And this was I, recently? This was a few years ago, and I can't remember, but it's no. very... The real out there. It's kind of, kind of uh, quiet and serene out there at Gallows Hill. It, it, even though it's in a neighborhood right behind Walgreens. Well, what kind of evidence were they using to convict these people of witchcraft? Spectral evidence. They use spectral evidence. So, so if someone uh, 
they would they would be in court and the girls would start shouting or screaming or seeing yellow bird you know one claim to see a yellow bird um marks on their skin uh pokes and 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 needle poking and things like that and they would that was spectral evidence and they would say she just you know caused me pain and they would scream and fall on the floor so that's you know that's what they used part of what they used but people think that um that they're not sure exactly what caused it rumors has it that you know, epilepsy or ergot poisoning which is wheat poisoning and uh or the lyme's disease or the cold weather and family rivalries and fraud about land somebody wanted you know if you're my neighbor and i wanted your land i could convict you or or, or accuse you of being a witch and you would end up going to court and I would take your land or the judge would take your land or sheriff would take your land. So there's lots of reasons of why, how this all came about and why people were accusing people of being witches. Well, Parrish, who's pretty much started all this, wasn't very well liked at the beginning, you know, even before the Salem witch trial. So some theories suggest that this was his way of maintaining control when he was losing it due to his unpopularity what happens today right <laughs> yeah, absolutely sad so but he ended with uh governor um william phipps because his wife was blamed for being a witch and he said well right. whoa well that changed everything so that's how <laughs> not. and that happens today too <laughs> it does yeah. happen today. <laughs> uh yeah and the Salem witch trial is where the term witch hunt even got its start, correct? I I cannot say for sure. I know a lot of people do connect it to that, that yeah, the yeah. going after people with no evidence, no proof, and basically dragging their name through the mud kind of connects yeah, the it, saying with the events of the Salem witch trials. It, it, it does. Yeah. There's a lot of history. I, I don't consider myself a historian. Uh, so I don't want to misquote anything. And if I do, if there's any historians out there that are listening, please forgive me. Um, but I don't want to misquote anything. But I do the best that I can. Um, I, Like I said, I'm not a historian. Uh, but when you're here, just take any of the uh, tour guides and they can fill in the blanks that I am sure that I've missed. I, I do the street performing and weddings and stuff like that. So that I, I can answer uh, without any issues <laughs> well we always put a disclaimer at the beginning that we're more storytellers than uh anything else so yes yeah. the, it, our audience is well aware that we do our best and we don't promise to be science teachers or historic to, uh, instructors so oh, good we you're can in make good company of, oh good we can make up a lot of fun things but no but <laughs> but we can't do that with salem because no that live here um we're we're passionate about the history or the halloween um aspect of it so but if we get something off we will be corrected immediately which i respect because it is a learning process for everybody and and people well, if, are still learning about the witch trials and right yeah so but if you find out any disclaimers just let us know and we'll add it to our next episode I will, I will, I will, which will be in January, no, October, November, November. Yes, it'll be in November. Yeah. 
Sounds good. How um, many of the how many of the families uh, from the time of the Salem witch trial are would you say are still in Salem? Is there many, or did most of the families are now gone and just the memories? Uh, I no, there there are some ancestors that still live here. Wow, I I couldn't tell you how many. Right. Yeah, and um, but there are and there's some people that move here, uh, or at least they claim they are an ancestor of, and they, they say, hey, I just moved here. I'm related to so-and-so or so-and-so, and I moved here because I want to be home. So, I can imagine. I don't want to sound morbid or disrespectful, but it would be kind of cool to be, you know, right. have, to have had someone in your family that was related in some fashion or form of the Salem witch trials. Probably so, not related to any of the judges because right. You know. <laughs> I don't think that would still go over well today. No, no. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, Governor Phipps uh, finally dissolved the court, and actually, that was done on October 29th. Exactly, and I do think that some probably left. You know, left Salem to start their lives over again. I mean, because Salem was small. I mean, now it, Salem is huge. Salem is small. But the, it, yes, there's a, a lot, lot more than it used to be. <laughs> it, there's a lot more people living here than back then, and uh, so, you know, I, I'm I can walk like this morning. I saw like I walked for about thirty minutes, and I saw eight people that I knew. Um, and so back then there were less people, so everybody knew everybody. So people saw more people of who you know saw more people that they knew than than what happens today so yeah it was probably uncomfortable seeing them you know oh you accuse me or my relative of being you have a favorite story about uh one of the occurrences during the salem witch trial that you pass on so one of my favorite uh, stories i think is probably um uh bridget bishop she was um uh, basically, she was a, an independent lady. She was strong. She uh, married into money. She lost her husband. She was a strong-willed lady. She owned an apple orchard. And um, so I have respect for her for being who she was and standing up for who she was. But she was, one, she was the first one to be hanged. Um, so I like the, the fact that she was a strong-minded female. And, um, but I can imagine, you know, what she went through knowing that she was going to be, you know, hanged, the first one to be hanged. Um, Rebecca Nurse, I, I, I love, I love her story. She was an elderly person who early signs of dementia, dementia, and, uh, she was a real strong Christian lady that attended church and, uh, she was hard of hearing and people signed a petition when she was accused of being a witch, they signed a petition saying that she wasn't a witch and she shouldn't be hanged. And they asked her to restate or to state the Lord's prayer. And she did. And then they asked her to do it again. And then she couldn't hear them. And she kind of stumbled through. And so they just said, you're a witch. So, I mean, I can't imagine what these people went through when they were when they were being tried. Yeah, I remember reading about one, uh, uh, Dorothy, Sarah Good's four-year-old daughter, yeah. that because she was so shy and timid that, you know, she had trouble answering their questions, obviously. And so she got convicted 
just because of that. Right. Yeah. She had a little flea bite on her hand. It was, it's, it, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Uh, and two dogs were, were hanged also. I what? was not aware of that. What's either. this? Yep. That was, I don't know when it was, and it's not really talked a lot. No. Uh, who they were or how or what or when it's just stated in history that two dogs were also hanged. Wow. Wow. That's a bit of trivia I did was not even aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're big dog lovers here. So <laughs> obviously we exactly. would. Exactly. Yeah. That would be shocking as well. You want to tell us some of your favorite tourist locations of Salem? Well, everybody asks what is my favorite uh, tourist <laughs> go to. Um, and I answer by saying, everything and i'm not being politically correct i could do every single thing uh in salem that it that salem has to offer one thing that i do suggest though is eating at red's sandwich shop in the morning and jumping on the trolley and taking the trolley which is a uh, an hour and a half it's a comprehensive tour where you can get on and get off at different locations and it gives you the uh talks about the maritime um history the Salem Witch Trials and the uh, present history of Salem. And um, that's really, really cool. Sure. I, also, I also love the Witch House, which was Judge Jonathan Corrin's house. Um, and they say that some of the uh, interrogations took place in that house. And I can only imagine what those walls could say if they spoke, hmm. you know? And um, Let's see what else. Uh, I love the witch dungeon. I love I, I love every everything here. And probably one of my favorites is the Salem Witch Museum. And it's they still have. It's not like Disney, they, but they 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 have these uh, from the, probably from when they originally opened these mannequins. And I people say it's cheesy. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. They have different scenes set up throughout the witch trials that and you just uh, it's like a diorama almost of life-size mannequins and, and it's just amazing so that's what you got to do when you come you got to do everything when you come thank you yeah, yeah actually i would love to see that um as i said we are going to be in salem during the halloween weekend so the speaking of which uh how is halloween during in salem in over 500,000 people come to Salem for uh, for uh, October. Um, but let me, just a side note, make your reservations now. If you want to take a walking tour or go into any of the attractions, go online like yesterday. Have you done that yet? Yes. Yeah, I, I told Goldie to make a list because I said, because what happened was is last year we we wanted to do Salem for our anniversary, but because of COVID and everything kept getting canceled, I kept waiting and waiting and I waited too long. Yes, so we didn't get to wait. do it last year. So this year, as soon as the reservations were available, we, we made our reservations and then Goldie Ann started uh, planning out the different sites. So what do you guys have planned? Have besides, besides seeing Bora. Oh, we, <laughs> you were hunting you down. Yes. I have three pages. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. I have like steps from our hotel on where to go, how long I think it might take to where I get to the next one. Oh, I have good. some tours, uh, some tours done. I have some tickets to like the Gallo Hills uh, Theater, uh, a couple haunted houses, 
the witch house, the Salem village. We've got quite wow. a bit of for dinner. Plan two hours. So if you want to eat at five, go get in line around around three thirty or four. Um, with breakfast, get up at six, seven in the morning, and go eat at Reds, and then or or wherever. Just plan an hour and a half ahead to be in line. Oh dear. Now, since I said that, I'm probably going to be totally wrong. The doors are probably mm. going to be wide open, and there's no lines. Oh, but I, but that's it. not. And that's not going to be the case. It is a party. It is a party uh, almost all night long uh, on the streets, in the stores. Yes, people are dressed to the nines. And it's just fun just sitting there and watching people and seeing their intera in interactions. Um, October 31st, which you're going to be here. Um, I enjoy watching people, but I don't have time because I'm doing weddings at ropes mansion in their in their gardens so but last year i did take one job uh one wedding that was in at ledger which is a restaurant here in salem they have a little hall where they um ran out for events so i had to walk about five blocks from ropes mansion five blocks to ledger it took me an hour and 15 minutes not because of the crowd because it was slowly moving just because I was stopped. And when I get stopped, it's 10, 15 minutes of pictures and pictures and pictures and it's crowded. And and I finally have to say, I have to go, I have to go. And I had to just bust through the crowd and just get there. But when I came out after the ceremony, it was about seven o'clock. I was just stopped in dead traffic. There were, there's TV stations here. There are newspapers here as well as all the people. So um, when I got home about nine o'clock, on October 31st, I was dead tired. Uh, and usually, yeah, so back to your question, it's crazy uh, elbow to elbow with people. And if you like that type of atmosphere, then you're in good hands. Okay. So this yeah. is Salem's Mardi Gras. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> but no, no one shows any body parts. Unless <laughs> <laughs> they're bloody and have been cut yeah. off the, yeah cut off the body then they will show you their body part their <laughs> leg or arm or something now i know it's already by the time this episode airs it's already happened but i'm going to advertise it on our page beforehand you also sponsored the halloween boo bash you want to actually, tell us about it yeah that is actually my very first one it's um called boris halloween boo bash and thank you for putting this on your page and it's actually a um party that i uh there are several people that have parties here. There's like a vampire ball and different ones. And, and I thought, well, if they can do it, why not? And I've had people ask me or followers, when are you going to have your party? And I said, well, okay, we're going to do it this year. So um, I am flying in some people that you may know from Orlando, some entertainers from Orlando. And I've got to keep that on the DL. Uh, they're bringing in a handler to take care of their you know, they're uh, to, to take care of their needs. Right. Uh, I have some local entertainment also. And we have over at this point, 40 single door pro or 40 different businesses that have donated uh, gifts to be given away. So we're going to be giving away door prizes all night long. And we've got food. The, the tickets include food. There's three cash bars. And as I said, the entertainment, there's also a costume contest where there will be Four, there's four different categories 
and every winner receives cash and this fabulous, awesome prize. So it's going to be a night of fun and entertainment. I also have um, DJ Jimmy Tilt, which is one of the best DJs on the East Coast that's going to be uh, mixing music and playing music all night long as well. And he's been working on music for over a year now for this event. And tickets can be found at Salem's Black Hat Society.org. And there's a tab at the top, and that's Salem's S A L E M apostrophe S, black as in the color hat that you wear on your head, society.org. Yeah, it's going to be a but lot it shouldn't of fun. Be, but I shouldn't be surprised because Bora is very active yes. uh, on Instagram, social media. Uh, I mean, you, Salem's Black Hat Society, which was founded in October of 2016. You started out street performing and you were bringing positive energy to Salem. And now you've expanded. Uh, according to what I know, you do marriage ceremonies, vow renewals, ribbon cuttings and grand openings, charity events. You're a party host. You do baby vent, baby gender reveals and you do promotional videos and appearances. So, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Bora is very busy. It, 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 it is a lot. It is a lot. And, and every year I think to myself, what am I going to shave off to have <clears> time with my family and with my husband? But it's, you know, it's, it's just hard because people just keep coming and, and, and asking me to do things. And it's difficult to say no. We also have a, a store. Uh, some of the things are handmade um, on Etsy. Boraporium.etsy.com. Okay, I'll definitely place that a link as well. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I just recently written a book, a Christmas book. Wait, wait, wait. Is, you you wrote a book? Well, I I've I've written two books. This one here, which is um, oh. a book of pitiful poems and pictures, and actually the artist, the illustrator, is well. I think he just moved out of Florida, and you may know him from Spooky Empire. His name is. Zombie Dog 43, Steve. Okay. Wow. Yeah. He had a booth there and um, at Spooky, he would have a booth every year, but he did the illustrations here. Um, There's one. Wow. Yeah. And um, would you like, could I read a poem? I would love to. I appreciate it. So this one is called Cemetery. And being from Florida, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I'm from the South. So Southerners can relate to this if they live near the woods or have played in the woods. Well, I'm originally from Ohio and Goldian is originally from Louisiana. So Oh really? Oh, Ohio. What part? Uh Maslin, Ohio. So just outside of Canton, where the okay. football hall of fame is, Akron. Okay, okay. Did, are you are you a fan of or did you ever eat at Skyline Chili? Please. I went to college in Cincinnati. So yeah. Oh, okay. I so went to Oxford, uh, Oxford University. So this one is called uh, Cemetery. Mossy, gray, hanging thick and long, strung from limb to limb and full of stench. When I pull you apart, it wasn't long till those red bugs called to niche down there on my ding dong. Now she can't <laughs> relate to that, but you may be able to. <laughs> yes. That's great. <laughs> this one's called Not the Same. Trick or trunk, such a joke. What a snore. There's nothing like door to door. Knock, knock, ding dong. There's nothing more than running house to house, seeing what's in store. Thank you, Karen, you short haired dorks. 
That trick or trunk is such a bore. Trick or trunk should be no more. Who thought of that is not a sport. Who thought of that? We say no more. If you can't run the hood, you just never, never understood. The thrill, the feel, the nightly chill, candy, costumes, friends, and spooks, decorations on the roof, decorations on the door, decorations in the yards, but certainly not in or on the cars. <laughs> nice. Totally agree. My heart was broken when they came up with trick or truck. Like, what is that? I totally understand where they're coming from. There's nothing like going door to door, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they started it in church parking lots. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. we, because of COVID, yeah, they wouldn't let people go door to door, but we were in a complex and they, they did do that. Luckily at the time, Goldie Ann had a, uh, a red Jeep. And so she decorated it like one of those from Jurassic Park. And I got one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes. So we did the best we could to keep the holiday spirit. But yeah, it's not the same as when you can do the entire house. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. All right. So those are those are great, and they're all written by you and available. How would we get a copy of the book? Well, they were they will be available after October fourteenth on my website at Salem's Black Hat Society dot org. Um, they are available currently at uh, on Amazon and Walmart. Uh, the easiest thing is go online and order them through Amazon and Walmart. But the reason they're not on my website right now is because I don't have enough tabs. The uh, tab that has replaced the book is the the tickets to the uh, Boris Helling Boobash. Um, yes, so speaking of decorating, I finally got my hands on Home Depot's 12-foot witch. Oh. <laughs> I was searching and searching and searching and they kept saying it was out of stock, it was out of stock, it was out of stock. And you know, and I'm like, I have got to have, you've got to have that in Salem. And I've got to have that because of Bora. So finally, a follower messaged me, messaged me and that lives in Danvers, which is next down, uh, the next town uh, next to Salem. And they said, oh my God, they got him in. So I had to wait 24 hours and I went in and got the last one. Nice. So I'm sure they're getting more in. Yeah, but they're going to go right out too. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're going to fly right out. Hey, and I got it on um, tax free. It's It was last <laughs> in massachusetts <laughs> so at some point today i'm going to put that thing together the box was damaged a little so i'm hoping that the product itself was not damaged but if it is you know the home depot is going to refund this or exchange well, just it, hold so. on to it till they can switch it with a different one exactly <laughs> that's great so for bora and yourself how what is your schedule then during Halloween? Are you like from from sunrise to midnight busy? Yes, actually, yes. So I get up about six o'clock. I have coffee, I have breakfast, and um, I start putting my makeup on. And I get out on the street uh, at around nine thirty, and we can start street performing at ten thirty. It changes every year, so let's say ten o'clock, ten thirty. And I do that to about four or five, and then I come home because I'm exhausted. Um, I wash the costumes, prepare the next the costume for the next day. I read over weddings. We sort through um, the tips uh, that we collect, and I answer social media. And then I am, of course, have to wash off the makeup, take a shower, and I'm in bed by ten or eleven o'clock to do it again the next morning and i take about three weeks off in october from work 
and uh, everybody at the hospital, all my coworkers, they know what I do. They are so supportive and I'm very thankful and lucky in that aspect. Um, so when I'm not street performing, there's some days that I just strictly street perform. And then there are some days that I do weddings. So I'll be doing what I just named, you know, from morning till night, but I'll leave the, the uh, street performing around three or four. I'll leave Essex Street where I street perform and head over to the location where I'm going to do ceremonies. And then after where are some of the locations that people like to have the ceremonies done at? In October, yes, I can only do them. Well, I choose to only do them behind Ropes Mansion, which is 318 Essex Street, ESSEX Street. Uh, that is the location of Disney's uh, Hocus Pocus. It's Allison's house. Oh, okay. And Max's girlfriend. And where she walks down the stairwell, there's the big fountain of candy. Yeah, that house. house. Yes, there is a, um, a a garden in the back. It's a beautiful, beautiful garden, and it's huge. And we have it right there in the center. And so I choose that location because it's quieter. Although there are people there, it's a public space, so we can't close it down. And 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 have it reserved just for the wedding so people come and watch and they cheer the, the couple on and they are encouraging they clap and that's a lot of fun um outside of october i do it in front of the witch house or by the willows uh on the water and uh, there's some other historical homes here in salem that i also have the ceremonies at so um there's a lot of opportunity for locations outside of the month of october okay well, speaking of Bora, how did you come up with Bora Snaggletooth? So there's a there was a German witch dance that I saw for the first time in 2016. It's a very long name. I, I can't even spell it, of course, pronounce it. And um, I saw that and there were these witches and they were all dressed up. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. So we moved here in 2016. I didn't know anybody here. So on Facebook, I posted that uh, witch dance. And I said, does anybody want to do this? Because I had heard that there's a parade in October. I didn't know what, I did not know about haunted happenings, the, 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 the party, the, the festival or whatever you want to call it. Wow. There was a, a parade. And so I got 18 people together, 18 strangers together. And I said, okay, we've got to create a witch. You've got to come up with how they smell, where they live, what they look like, how they eat, what they eat. Um, do they have dirt under, under their nails? What kind of clothes they wear? I said, cre I suggested that each of us create these characters and come up with names that represent these characters. So I just chose what memories I had, what fun memories I had as a kid. To me, a witch is green, has a big nose, a big chin, and cackles. Kind of like um, one of my favorite witches is from Looney Tunes, Witch Hazel. Okay. Well, and um, I, I love her. She's she's so endearing, and uh, she's a lot of fun. So I pulled these different qualities from different characters, and I created Bora. And the name actually came from a convenience store in Beverly, the next town over, uh, Greg and I, my husband, we were driving and I saw this convenience store and it said, Bora's convenience store. And I said, I, that, I like that name. So I took that name and it's spelled with all caps with an exclamation point on the end. So that's how Bora spells their name. So, um, so I came up with how this witch lives, how Bora lives and how Bora smells and, 
and where Bohr gets their clothes from. And I went to a local makeup artist who runs the magic parlor in Salem. His name's Rob, and he does uh, makeup for different movies, and as well as runs the magic parlor. And I said, Rob, this is the witch. This is the characteristics. And this is how I want the witch to look. And between us two and his artistic ability, he put together Boar's face. And this was on October 31st of 2016. And I walked home about seven blocks from the magic parlor. In and this makeup. is when hmm? in full makeup, in full makeup, in street clothes, okay. not, in, not in costumes. So and I'm like, this is cool because I'm it, it was when school was letting out. We live near a high school and people there's a, a lot of people walk in Salem. So there's a lot of foot traffic. So no one looked twice or or pulled away or hissed at me or anything it was like okay this is normal and i'm like okay this is really cool salem's cool so when i got home i put on the costume and we have to be at the parade around 5 30 and um for the 6 30 parade that starts at 6 30 and i put on the costume as soon as i put on the costume the voice came the body came the walk came it just all came together immediately just like that and so we did the parade, um, which was really cool because there's a band. The parade lasts about an hour and a half, and there's thousands of people that watch. And there's a bandstand where the uh, mayor stands and the city councilors. And you're allowed to do a performance for like 30 seconds because you got they got to keep the parade moving. Our dance lasted about four or five minutes. And I didn't know that you were allotted 30 seconds, give or take. So when we got to the mayor's, to the bandstand, uh, we started the music, we started the dance. And after about a minute in, one of the uh, counselors kind of motioned, you know, to keep going. We got to keep the parade, keep, keep the parade going. And so the mayor held her hand up. She said, no, let's watch this. Finish up what you got, what uh -huh. you're doing. <laughs> so we finished and it was, it was an amazing um applaud and it was just it was terrific and that's at the end of the parade so we just went home after that and just washed up and it, it, we were exhausted so um that's how Bora came about i gave you a little more information than you needed but that's no I, I love that I, I i love backstories so someone said to me um you know you can stand on essex street which is the pedestrian walkway where a lot of the businesses are and you can stand there and people will take pictures and they'll give you a couple of dollars. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to do that. So I did that. So um, that was, again, back in 2016. And that's where it kind of took off. And um, people, I, I got a lot of compliments from the uh, town council members, uh, people that come to Salem every year, residents in Salem. They were saying, oh, my God, you're so different. You bring this positive energy. You're funny. People stand and watch literally for like an hour or two, sit across and just watch me rag on people and make jokes and tell jokes and sing birthday songs or anniversaries or do little dances. And, um, and I have repeat uh, people that come by that take pictures every year of their family. So I see the kids growing up and mm -hmm. I see the, um, their, their mothers, the elderly, they, 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 you know, how they've, you know, I just see people every year and it's amazing. And they take Easter pictures or it's a tradition, their Christmas photos or Halloween pictures. And, 
and we all stand in the same positions as the previous year. So it, it's a lot of fun just watching people grow up. And you I know, like that. And you've and you've continued on with that positivity with your charity events. I know uh, I saw last year you were collecting coats for kids. Yes, and we're going to actually do that again this year. Uh, I say we. There's another lady that dresses in pink. She calls herself the Good Witch of Salem, and she does a lot of parties for kids. Um, and um, so she has uh, – that's her little business on the side, and she does a great job. So together we, we get together to do um, joint things. So <laughs> last year I said, hey, let's do this coat drive. Uh, and she said, well, I'm going to do this coat drive, too. So we said, hey, look, we'll do it together. So we go to um, we put boxes up in different locations like the firehouse, uh, the um, Ham, uh, Hampton Inn. And uh, we collected over 300 jackets last year for one of the um, uh, uh, businesses or charities that provides housing for people that are in need. Great. Yeah. It gets cold here in New England. Something we're in Florida may not be used to. Exactly. Right. Um, for me, if someone was coming to Salem, what would you ask that they take away from their trip there? Kindness, understanding. Okay. Uh, uh, take away, uh, be open-minded uh, because of the Salem witch trials, how people were accused. And... Um, so yeah, I would t I would ask them to. That's what I would hope that they would take away, because this Salem is a very open-minded place and um, open-minded town. Oh, good. And I'm glad. We accept people of all walks <clears throat> of life, and um, and uh, so that's that's actually another uh, uh, poem. Ooh. And, um, if I could read, I'm, and you're I'm not going to stop you. I I'm fine with you starting from but, the beginning and go to the end. And I will, um, you'll understand what I mean when I talk about acceptance and peace at the end of this poem. This poem is called Salem. There's a small quaint town, stone streets abound. It borders a body of water with ghosts on every corner. At night, the sky is deep with cemeteries on every street where witches were hanged. A stubborn pressed, here pagans, wiccans, and souls unrest filled with spooks and fun just for you. For Salem, nothing's left behind. You'll see and experience things you've never thought. Be sure to come in costume. Salem means shalom, which is harmony and peace. So come along and join us in our afternoon of feast. I like that. That is great. Thank you. So uh, that's what uh, Salem means, shalom. I think I'm going to get your book today. I like that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, well, you, you know, it's, uh, Salem is a great town to live in. Um, I mean, if I had, it, it, it's awesome. I, if I had moved here uh, after 2016, if we had moved here, we would not be able to afford it at all. Um, if people, um, it's just a hip town. It's just done a 180 and really cool restaurants, really cool bars. Um, and, a perfect place to get married and uh, yeah perfect and person to get married too uh, yeah i would I, <laughs> I would i i love doing weddings i would i would and divorce parties those are fun too i do <laughs> i had one of those on a cruise oh really oh, uh, on a cruise yes 
did you push him overboard? No, I was already divorced. Just like oh. I left the courthouse and went straight to the cruise port. It was great. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it, a lot of people move here from New York uh, and, and get jobs in Boston. A lot of people have moved from Boston to Salem. And uh, because there's a train that goes straight within walking distance, you can jump on the train and go straight up or straight to New York and straight to Boston. And it's about a 25 minute train ride to, to Boston. So that's why part of the attraction is um, for people to, to move to Salem is the convenience and the location of getting to other big, big cities. Uh, Brian and Bora. Uh, if people want to get more information about you or see some of your social media, what would be some of the locations we could post for you? Oh, I appreciate you asking. Um, Salem's Black Hat Society dot org and Salem's Black Hat Society is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube. And we also have a store on Etsy, Boraporium dot Okay. Yeah. Any last minute uh, things you want to add that we may not have covered? Oh, a lot of people ask where did the name Salem's Black Hat Society come from? So, oh, that's a good one. It, well, it's a thank you. So, I, when I decided to street perform, I at that moment decided to donate a portion of the proceeds that I make in October to different charities in Salem. And so I thought, well, I got to come up with a name. And I thought of the Red Hat Society. They do uh, charities. And I'm like, wait a minute. How about Salem's Black Hat Society? So that's where that came from. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, so Salem's Black Hat Society donates to different children's charities uh, in Salem and to an autistic um, foundation in Salem as well. And um, that's, what a, that's one of the fun things about, one of the many fun things about or fulfilling things about street performing is being able to give extra time and attention and love to those that um, ha have autism. And when I can give those kids or adults that extra attention, their family, it, it just light, makes them light up and changes their, you know, their, their lives just for that one moment. Um, I love giving out witch hats or toys or trinkets to them. And uh, there's a lot of people that save up their money for like a whole year that come to Salem for a week or even for a weekend, I've been told by um, by some of the visitors here. You know, they'll say, I worked all my life or all year long so I can come here for this weekend or this week. And and after a while, you get to pick up on on people where, where they may be coming from or or, or, or what their needs might be. And so if, if I pick up on that, you know, um, they may not be as fortunate as others. And I just love giving their kids, you know, gifts and, and, and it just makes that little bit of kindness just goes so far, you know, a little bit of witch magic. Yeah. A little witch magic. Yeah. And it's so weird. I tell you, so weird. And I don't want to jinx myself. They also, if I see a couple walking by, I'll say, you know, I'll ask them, you know, Bora will ask, uh, hey, how long have you been married? Or or you need to put a ring on her finger or his finger. And um, or they'll come up to me and 
if I, I'll ask them how long they've been dating and they'll say six years and I'll make jokes about it. And then I'll say, well, we're going to practice and I'll tell the guy to get on your knees or the girl to get on her knees and I'll pull out a fake ring and I'll make them repeat or, 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 or propose to them right then. And there it's all fake and fun. <laughs> I had, I don't know what it is. More than half of those come back to me and they say, Oh my God, it worked. He proposed, she proposed to me. I, I don't know what it is. Like I would say more than it happened to a cop here in Salem. All the cops know Bora, which is, which is, which is good, which is convenient. But uh, the one of the cops came up to me and he says, Hey, I just, I, I proposed to my wife and I actually did their, their wedding. Well, great. Yeah. So, I mean, and then one time when I made this guy propose to this girl, this uh, fake proposal, I was done. You know, he was on his knees and he stayed on his knees. And I'm like, okay, I got a whole line of people. Get, get out. We're done. He actually proceeded to pull out a ring and actually ask for her hand in marriage. I about peed my pants. And all the people were like, they were in tears. And he asked for her hand in marriage. And that was so much fun. That was so yeah. much fun and amazing. Yeah. And actually, I had that somewhere on social media uh, uh, on, on video. That's a great memory. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of great memory. Every day, there's a great memory when I'm out there doing this. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I think we have enough time for a little late night trick-or-treating, and it's time to come out from within the mist. I want to thank Brian Sims, Bora, for their precious time covering a very sensitive subject, yet also showing a more positive side of Salem. We hope you enjoyed the show and will join us on our next week's Within the Mist. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And I, I, I cannot wait to scare the pants off of you. I'll take it first. <laughs>